Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Stories of the New Testament, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 118, entitled The Kingdom of Heaven, examines the parables in Matthew chapter 13, 24 through 58. Christians are associated with the terms God and Satan, good and evil, heaven and hell. It is a battleground. Peter tells us, 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Paul warns us to put on the whole armor of God. Ephesians six ten through 18 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Before coming to earth to gain a physical body, we live with God in heaven as spirits. When the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That breath of life was our premortal spirit. Only the spirit has life in itself. The body did not become a living soul until after the spirit was placed in it. The spirit can never die. Death is the separation of the body from the spirit. Only the physical body dies. The resurrection, of course, is the reuniting of the body and the spirit, never to be separated again. Where then do we go when we die? Many wish to oversimplify the answer and say we either go to heaven or hell. The Holy Bible does not support that thesis. The Savior said, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. 
Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you suggests different kingdoms. In another place, Christ clarifies the statement. John 14.2 In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Paul teaches that there are three major divisions of heaven. Paul was caught up in the third or highest heaven. 2 Corinthians 12.2 I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth such an one caught up to the third heaven. Speaking of the resurrection, Paul speaks of three different kingdoms of glory. He gives us the names of two of them. Paul even suggests that in each kingdom of glory, there are varying degrees of light. 1 Corinthians fifteen forty through 43 There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. Christ spoke a great deal about the kingdom of heaven. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ introduces some of the criteria necessary to enter the highest kingdom of God in heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Often Christ spoke of the kingdom of heaven in parables. For example, he said, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder. The primary role of Christ is to save us, to sanctify us, and to invite us into the kingdom of heaven where he and his father live. King David tells us that the Lord's throne is in heaven. Psalms 11.4 The Lord is in his temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try, the children of men. King David adds, Psalms 45.6 Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is the right scepter. Through his parables, Christ teaches us what the kingdom of heaven is like and how to get there. 
Let's look at the parable of the tares. Matthew thirteen twenty four through 30 The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay. Lest, while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. We're fortunate because Christ himself interprets the parable. Matthew thirteen thirty six through 42 Then Jesus sent the multitude away, and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Notice that the righteous shall shine forth like the sun, meaning they will inherit the celestial kingdom or the third heaven spoken of by Paul, which is the highest. Remember, Paul said, There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. The glory of the sun, or the celestial glory, is the kingdom Christ was speaking of when he said to his disciples, I go and prepare a place for you. The celestial kingdom where he lives is the kingdom he wants all of us to inherit. Not all parables have such a comprehensive explanation, and we must ponder the interpretation. Such is the parable of the mustard seed. Matthew thirteen thirty-one through 32 Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Christ later uses the mustard seed to teach a great lesson on faith. Matthew 17.20 And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, 
and nothing shall be impossible unto you. The two analogies are not connected simply by coincidence. In fact, later in Matthew 13, Christ reveals how serious it is not to have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Matthew 13:53 through 58 And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, inasmuch as they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Without faith in Christ, we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Paul said, Galatians 3.26 For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Paul also taught that we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, that we by grace are saved through faith, and that without faith it is impossible to please God. Christ used many familiar analogies in describing the kingdom of heaven. For example, Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took, and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Oxford Languages defines leaven as a pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it for the better. Some synonyms for leaven are catalyst, agent, determinant, transformer, alterer, changer, convert, instill, enliven, elevate, inspirit. Stimulate, enhearten, quicken, inspire, season, soften, and affect. That is what the gospel does. It changes people's lives for the better and makes a new person in Christ. The Apostle Peter teaches, 1 Peter 1, 22-23 Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The kingdom of heaven is also compared to a treasure hid in a field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Treasure is the key word. The field is the true gospel of Christ. Clearly, the man is willing to give up all his earthly goods for the treasure. Remember when the rich man came to Christ. Matthew nineteen twenty one through 22 Jesus saith unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The rich man failed the test. 
prompting Christ to say, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. In the next parable, Christ continues the theme. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Christ creates these vivid images in our minds so that we can see the kingdom of heaven and also know how to get there. The very image of pearl suggests wealth, exquisite beauty, and lasting worth. Heaven is even affectionately called the pearly gates. In Revelation 21:21, we read, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. Christ warns us to value our testimony and knowledge of the kingdom and hold sacred our covenants. We know that the gospel must be preached to everyone, but that doesn't mean that we should not use discretion. Many have sacred spiritual experiences that are not meant for public display. Some things are so personally sacred that they are not meant to be shared with just anyone where they will be mocked. Christ warned. Matthew 7, 6 Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. The following parable suggests that the gospel is to be taught to everyone. It echoes the parable of the sower. Some seeds fall by the wayside, some fall on rocky ground, some fall among thorns, and some fall on good ground. Even the ground is bearable, for some yield in hundredfold some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Think of the variations of fold, not as numbers of people, but as personal commitment. Some commit all. Some commit only sixty percent. Some commit only thirty percent. Matthew thirteen forty-seven through 50 And again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angel shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. There is a process of elimination. To be saved by grace, in other words, to inherit the kingdom of heaven, We must keep the commandments of Christ imposed upon him by the law of justice. The Lord revealed to John the Revelator. Revelation 2.23 And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. John adds, Revelation 14.13 And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. The final parable, the parable of the householder, is rather enigmatic. Matthew 13, 51-52 Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord, then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven 
is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasures things new and old. Again, we have the word treasure. Treasure is also implied in the parable of the pearl of great price. To me, the key to the parable of the householder lies in the laws of inheritance. In an household suggests family possessions. Some possessions are new or recently purchased, and some possessions are old. Family heirlooms tied to ancient traditions, passed down through generations. Things of lasting value filter through the harsh critic of time. Notice that both the old and the new come out of his treasure. They are of infinite value to the householder. The kingdom of heaven is also made of just such an inheritance. Parables have multiple levels, however. Of the final parable in Matthew 13, I shall address two levels, both focused on the word treasure. Level 1 relates to those who inherit the kingdom of heaven. Even a cursory reading of the Sermon on the Mount and the many parables of Christ, as well as the other teachings of Christ and his apostles, reveals who inherits the kingdom of heaven and who doesn't. Here are only five representative examples. 1. In the parable of the sower, he that receiveth the seed in good ground. 2. In the parable of the ten virgins, only the five wise virgins. 3. In the parable of the wheat and tares, only the righteous who shine forth as the sun. 4. In the parable of the grain of mustard seed, the ones who become the greatest of seeds through faith. 5. In the parable of the treasure hid in a field, it is the one who sells all that he has and buys the pearl of great price. In the parable of the man that is a householder, it is the one who recognizes the true treasures among both the old and the new. The standard of judgment must be truth. Truth alone is the filter. Level 2 relates to the dark side of the parable. Many parables have a dark side. After all, some seeds fall by the wayside. There were five foolish virgins. Among the wheat there are tares. There are some who do not recognize the pearl of great price. Again, the key word is treasure. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ warned, Matthew six nineteen through 21 Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So it is with the parable of the householder. We must know the true value of things. Again, it is the law of inheritance. Those whose treasures are earthly will receive earthly rewards. Those whose treasures are heavenly will receive heavenly rewards. As the Savior said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It also implies that where your treasure is, there will your inheritance be also. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.